Yeah, yeah, this is DJ Faceoff, and you have now reached Money Mall, the podcast show. Y'all know, right? Get familiar. Money Mall. Hey, everyone. This is Doll Doll Dancer. Right now, I'm tuning into the Money Mall podcast. What's up, guys? My name's Jolie, and you're now tuning into Strong Island's finest, the Money Mall Report. Let's get it. This is Moshe Beats. You are now tuning into Strong Island's finest, the Money Mall Report. Yo, this is Nick West. Right now, you are tuned into the Money Mom Report. This is Maya the B, and right now I'm rocking out on the Money Marv Report. What up, y'all? This is John Jiggs, and right now you tuned into the Money Marv Report. Let's go. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy M.O.U.F. Move over, you finish one part monopoly. You are now tuned into the Money Marv Report. You already know, Long Island, stand up. One. Yo, this F.I., a.k.a. Revenge of the Poor Child from the Valley Boys. Right now, you're tuning in to Money Marv Report. Don't touch that dial, you heard? This is your boy, Money Marv, the councilman of the streets. This is the Money Marv Report podcast. Um, I'm going to give everybody the insider of Money Marv and the history of Money Marv and where Money Marv comes from. Initially, back in 1997, I wanted to be a DJ, and I always used to go around to all the local parties and hang out by the DJ booth all the time. And in that transition and of trying to learning how to be trying and and learning how to be a DJ, the guys that I was watching that DJed the local house parties were guys like. DJ Ricky Ricky Dub, DJ Doc Wood was like a brief mentor of mine of showing me how to DJ. DJ Filthy Rich I used to watch all the time when he would DJ the parties. Now, at that time, I was just going around the house parties just trying to learn the craft of DJing on my own. And then... I was, and then I started still going to the youth center and my boy, Richard Simon, his stepfather of his stepfather. I don't remember who the gentleman was to him. I know it was his little brother's father, guy by the name of big Steve, AKA cheese. And he was a DJ. And I remember him showing my boy, Richard Simon and my boy, Kenny Mouton, a.k.a. DJ Faceoff, on how to be a DJ. Now, they were about five or six years older than me, so there's not a lot that I could do at the time because I still had to follow the guidelines of being, being at home, and I was always in trouble, and I had some court issues and some legal stuff going on during that time. Now, when DJ, when, when my boy Kenny, a.k.a. DJ Faceoff, started to get into the DJ game he was just Kenny he wasn't DJ face off and his nickname was just face or two face originally and I would always go with them when they would DJ parties and when Kenny would DJ and Rich would DJ at all the youth enrichment local events and parties and stuff like that and periodically I would jump on the microphone and say, hey, how you doing? Oh, how's everybody feeling tonight? That type of stuff. Kind of doing the MC thing a little bit. And that went on for about a year and a half, maybe two years at most. But I wanted to be, you know, and I wanted to be a DJ. And my name was going to be DJ Mr. Marvelous now. DJ Mr. Marvelous, that moniker actually came from the legendary, one of the pioneers, one of the originators, DJ Mr. Magic. And now when I heard the name DJ Mr. Magic, I was like, damn, I want a name like DJ Mr. Magic. What can I come up with? A name like DJ Mr. Magic, like, you know, and I was like, damn. So I came up with DJ Mr. Marvelous off of DJ Mr. Magic. And then during that time, I was going to like an alternative school and for the bad kids. And 
it was a producer, a motivational speaker. He was like an independent freelance producer. Guy by the name of um, Chris Banks, AKA CJ Banks, better known as Big Banks, right? And said he was a producer. And I was intrigued at that time. Like, wow, damn. Oh shit, I can incorporate being a DJ and a, and a, and a producer at the same time. Cause I've always felt that DJs make the best producers. And that's pretty much was my angle. So I met up with um, CJ Banks a couple of times at his studio and he began teaching me a little bit about, you know, music production or whatever, so on, so on, so on, so on, right? And that didn't last very long because when I, you know, I had to pay him for the studio time and shit. So think he was charging like $75 to do a song, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it was, right? So, and I think this guy by the name of Derek, I think his name is Derek Roundtree. He used to manage recording hip-hop artist, Long Island artist, Rasan at the time, and he had a song with Big Pun at the time on the Sony 550 Music imprint at that time. And now, this studio was actually in Patchogue at, I think it was 140 Ocean Avenue, you know, up in the attic there. And I think, you know, big CJ Banks, his father was a chiropractor or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know exactly what went on in the whole building. Maybe it was a chiropractor or something and going on in that building. But I know he was in the attic. So I did a couple of sessions with the guy, Derek. And he was like, you know, showing me helping me put some beats together and stuff like that and so on so on so on so cj banks wasn't there at the time i guess he just kind of pushed me off and i would hear the guy Derek would say yeah i'm just doing a favor for a friend just to help this kid out or whatever whatever but they weren't really taking me too serious or whatever so boom cool so now i'm just kind of still like you know so I didn't have a fallout issue with CJ Banks over money and the studio time. And at the time, you know, like I said, I might have been about 17 or something at the time. And and I was still, you know, and I was just building my own independence and I was working like some couple jobs. And, and I was coming out of my pocket for this shit, you know, like this is how much I really wanted it because I was coming out of my pocket for it. And I felt like, you know, since I'm paying for it out of my own pocket, you know, like this is my time, this is my money and you're gonna pay me. So I don't know, I think he might've, I don't know, at the time I felt like he ripped me off for like 50 bucks or some shit like that. I don't know what it was, but he never ever like wanted to like, you know, pretty much like he wasn't answering the phone anymore, giving me the bullshit run around. You know how people do you know that kind of shit so anyway so then i had ran into a guy named by the name of willie cologne maybe willie willie guerrero willie cologne whatever he was parish smith's manager so we were talking at the ymca you know maybe maybe a couple years later or so i can't remember a year or two later somewhere 98 or 99 or something like that but it was a record store called mother's music they had one in patch oak new york and the other one in central Islip, new york so cj banks mm, worked at the mother's music in ci and so then i said something to the guy willie cologne at the t will cologne at the time about you know, CJ being pretty much a fucking shyster or whatever the fuck. So I go in the, I go in the mother's music one day just to kind of buy a tape or whatever. I don't remember exactly what I went there for initially, but I know, you know what it was, it wasn't a tape. It was pertaining to the studio time and the music and getting it, getting my disc or whatever that I needed from them, you know, for the beats that me and the guy Derek actually, you know, produced together. So, um, and the dude Will Cologne was there. Will, Will Cologne, Will Guerrero, uh, Garcia, whatever the fuck his name is. So anyways, this is Parrish Smith's manager from EPMD at the time. And now I'm having this 
you know, so now I see the dude. So me and CJ was talking or whatever. And then CJ tried to like break fly, like, yo, yo, why you going around telling people? I don't remember his exact words verbatim. And I was like, yeah, I fucking said it, motherfucker. What you mean? And the dude, Will Cologne, he kind of, you know, stood there with this blank expression on his face, like, like, nigga, I said it to you, motherfucker. Uh, you know, and I'm like, nigga, I said it to this nigga right here. So I guess, you know, he might have thought I was going to pump fake on what I said. But nah, I don't give a fuck. I ain't holding my tongue. And, you know, and plus, um, rest in peace to my man DC Fats from the LOD. Because Fats was there and he had my back. You know, and they were two grown men, and I was a little skinny 17-year-old, you know, kid who thought he was pretty tough, and I was still, you know, finding my way in the streets, and, you know, I had caught a couple cases at the time as a youngster, so, you know, I was definitely feeling my oats a little bit and feeling myself, because, you know, I had heart. I definitely wasn't going to let no nigga bitch me or play me, you feel me? And with that being said, then it was just like, boom, that, that situation just fizzled out i never seen cj banks ever again and i never seen will cologne ever again oh will willie cologne will guerrero whatever the fuck his name is never seen that guy ever again okay i'm back now bpm studios producer architect we were working together you know, we would do about, we work about five hours a day working on beats together and all that. And he wanted to do some vocal recording, but at the time I was just trying to work on beats and just, I just really just wanted to get my money's worth. And then all of a sudden, you know, me and, me and Architect have a falling out over some of the beats. And I'm just like, well, I felt like, you know, even if I just told you what I wanted you to do, you still got paid you know from Lenny but he was keeping some of the beats and doing a lot of little extra shit all the beats that he thought was ill and so on so on and I'm sure he done got he he didn't he, he kept a lot of beats for himself so whatever and I guess he you know I was salty he was salty and you know and we was you know he wanted to fight I wanted to fight but I didn't really get a chance you know we didn't see each other now I come across this guy by the name of DJ Nice from Nice Nice Track Studios, Caucasian guy out of Centerport, New York, and he has a studio, and we're talking, and boom, boom, boom. So, you know, we exchanged phone numbers at Sam Mash, because that's where I met him in Huntington, New York. And, you know, pretty much, you know, we was just, you know, just cool and just chopping it down, whatever. So we exchanged numbers. So one day I hit him up, you know, I called him and he said, come over to my studio. And at the time, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. This was the second time we were meeting. Now, this year, this time I'm forward and this is like later in 2005. So anyway, so I come up, come to his studio. He, you know, they had some camera people there and people you know taking some footage of a guy by the name of sky zoo now i didn't really know sky i didn't know sky zoo at all he didn't know me so you know i'm playing some of the beats that i had and boom 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 and sky zoo's bopping his head and he's he's kicking a he's kicking a little rhymes here and there coming up with his rhyme schemes in his head whatever whatever so now now mind you so now i'm back to now I'm back to the Monica, Mr. Marvelous, because now, you know, like, I'm back into the production thing, and I'm learning, was you know, learned some new tricks, some architects, so, you know, now I'm, you know, I'm trying to shop some of the beats, sell some of the beats to some of the artists, and handing out, you know, beat CDs, you know, trying to get these beats off, or whatever, you know, I was looking at it as a hustle, because it, it just was a hustle, but at the same time, it was still challenging. So anyway, so now I'm in Nice Track Studios. Sky Zoo is doing some type of interview. So on, so on, so on. So now I'm just playing the background and all that. And, you know, and there's people just like, nah, you know, come speak with the camera people. Nah, you know, I'm like, cool, whatever, whatever. So now, you know, and now Sky Zoo is doing his interview. And I'm just sitting back chilling, you know, and they invited me. You know, I don't really think he was too pleased with having me 
there and all of that. So now, boom, you know, Sky Zoo, you know, I just did some old fucking fronting for the fucking camera. I didn't really even know him, but had I known he was gonna say this. So, you know, and I said, you know, Sky is just not the regular rapper rapper. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I said something dope that gave him props. And then the lady said, well, the journalist said, well, how do you guys know each other? And he said, you know, I just met this brother literally like five minutes ago, blah, 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 blah. So I said, okay, cool, whatever. Now, I never seen this story, never seen the interview, never seen the footage, never seen any of that. But I was in there to confirm this story just to let everybody know this is true. I had a shirt airbrush that said love by few hated by many but respected by all so sky zoo you know what the fuck i'm talking about so anyways so now sky zoo wanted to buy a beat or whatever and i said the price was like 1500 because the beat was intentionally made for jada kiss because i could have heard jada on it or whatever so then so then you know so boom he sky zoo had caught a little attitude yo just tell him we'll buy the beat for this price at that price and then we done blah 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 so i was like all right whatever so now i'm going into me and the sky zoo situation so that situation happens he never buys the beat he never's nothing so i just record a few songs or whatever in dj nice's studio and you know i pay my time pay for some sessions whatever whatever and you know and i didn't see sky zoo for a while but i know he's still coming there he'd write his name on the fucking wall in the booth this is my studio and so on so on so on so on little bullshit like that or whatever the fuck so then me and Sky Zoo finally see each other, like almost like a year later, we finally see each other at the studio, you know, and Nice was playing some of the songs and, you know, he bopped his head a little bit, boom, 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 boom. And that was kind of it. And that, and that was like the second time I ever seen Sky Zoo. And so I do the Neighborhood Hustler Project. Nice records it, mix, masters it, whatever, whatever. Go on, go on. So then... You know, I end up inking a deal with Sony. Boom, 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 BMG. I put another project. So I put the project out. The project comes out on November 21st, 2006. Same day as a lot of albums on that day came out. Jay-Z came out. Um, the Game Project came out. A couple dope albums. I think Game had just left the G unit camp at that time and it was a lot of stuff going back and forth so now now mind you I'm in full artist mode at the time now I'm literally like full-fledged I'm Mr. Marvelous and you know what I'm saying I'm Mr. Marvelous man of a thousand metaphors I'm going off the rock I'm just going crazy but nobody was really feeling my rhyme scheme nobody was really feeling my flow or whatever you know friends and family they was hating a lot of people didn't want to support the movement didn't want to support the cause whatever so now you know um going through all of that transition boom 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 so now it's the holidays it's a month after the album uh, maybe three weeks after the album comes out neighborhood hustler comes out so i get a phone call from my homie keep it moving and she hit me like yo you know that little nigga shit you be saying in that song nigga jay-z was saying that shit on his album so i'm like oh word so now i go i forgot what store it was like circuit city or something and i'm trying to find the jay-z kingdom come album so i find the kingdom come album boom so i played this thing i played put the cd in you know when we when me and my me and my ex well, me and my girlfriend at the, at that time you know which later became the mother of my first child and i run into my friend grandmaster flash and it was the holidays me and flash spoke for a minute hey what's up mom how you doing how's your family doing you know happy holiday to you and your family boom 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 whatever so now i get to see the me and you know me and shorty we riding home play it so i hit boom i'm just listening trying to find jay-z saying the little nigga part now so now i finally get to it 
It's in the third verse of the song So I'm like oh this bitch ass nigga Jay Z Is biting my rhyme I'm like oh word Alright cool Whatever I didn't say nothing I'm just like alright cool I never really was public about it you know, all that little, you nigga, little niggas ain't deep, you dumb, you little niggas ain't gangster, you gum, a hop two two little niggas, little niggas this, that, little nigga, whatever. So, but I ain't say too much about it because I didn't really have no leverage or no edge to really, you know, rebuttal back at that time. And I couldn't get into a studio at that time because... DJ Nice was acting real funny and all kind of other shit and you know he would always say little fucking little slick shit about who had talent and who didn't have talent you know but he in my personal opinion nice guy but he was just one of the motherfuckers that was you know a rich boy or white kid who just you know whose parents you know gave him something you know to build on which is nothing wrong with that you know so I don't know he just to me I just felt he just would do a lot of bullshit and play a lot of fucking games but I'm gonna take a brief moment segue to segue into something else I'm gonna take a quick commercial break what up everybody this is your boy money mob the councilman of the streets go to anchorfm.com to open up your new podcast series you can catch the money mob report on anchorfm.com as well as spotify apple google podcast and other different places that promote podcasts and don't forget that anchor fm is your home for dope podcasting peace now i'm going to explain why i'm playing this or displaying this for people that Jay-Z was biting off my rhyme scheme and biting off my style. So, here's my exhibit. You have now tuned into One Life Music. Mr. Marvelous, stand up. Move back, Mr. Marv on the track, come through, attacking the crown, I'm the king of NY, lyrically my whole style's insane, I've been the best in the game, and I ain't never been heard on the microphone, smacking whack niggas in the face, you don't really want me to catch a case tonight, with the pistol grip pump, if you really wanna jump, fall back, pump your head on the curb, lame ass niggas stop saying my name, lame ass niggas get stuck and bucked, bitch made niggas get stuck and fucked, you get hit with them buck shots, from a 12 gauge Mossberg, I'm on the beat with the heat. I blood coke in the hood like anthrax in the city. Surround niggas like the bandit Diddy. We in the building like bricks. I done seen more stairs in the project building. Little niggas stop fucking with me. Little niggas stop fucking with me. Little niggas stop fucking with me. You keep running your mouth. I send my little niggas to run in your house. Little niggas stop fucking with me. Little niggas stop fucking with me. Little nigga, stop fucking with me. Little nigga, stop fucking with me. Little nigga, stop fucking with me. You keep running your mouth. I send my little niggas to run in your house. Little nigga, stop fucking with me. The streets gon' bang this. You gon' bang this in your Jeep. We gon' bang like a 12 inch subwoofer. I can hop on the track like I'm Clyde the Glide. We can all get together, shoot the five and slide. Shooting the breeze like I blow my trees. Hydro hazing, amazing shots blazing and grazing your face. One life, one love, one verse, one curse. I push a nigga off in a motherfucking hearse. Dog dodge and jab my life through a fight. Quick to use my knife, and I don't give a fuck about your motherfucking wife. Light skin to Thomas Hearns a rat. Six foot one, buck sixty loud fire. Mr. Marvel been hot like fire. Punch a nigga in the door, make him talk through the wire. Mr. Marvelous, I'm all over like a Range Rover. Game over when I turn your brains over in a rover. Take over on you dudes like my name is Hope. Little nigga, stop fucking with me. Uh, you little niggas ain't deep, you dumb. You niggas ain't gangster, you gum. I chew little nigga, hop to spew little nigga. I can only view little nigga like little nigga. But in lieu of Lil Nick, try to play that boy, I pew, pew, Lil Nick with the latest talk. Unlike you, Lil Nick, I'm a grown ass man. Big shoes to feel, Nick, grown ass pants. Probably hustle with your pops, go ask your parents. It's apparent you're staring at a legend who put a few Lil Nicks in a place before. Trying to eat without saying they grace before. Blasphemous basket, your fate restored. Y'all viewing your version of the Lord God. MC Lil Nick. Applaud all, oh, forever burn in the fire that I spit at y'all. I rebuke you, little nigga. 
from Meek Shell Parish, I roof you, little Nick. I'm a project terrorist, cute you, little Nick. Think you in my class, substitute, little Nick. Don't feel my wrath, I mute you, little Nick. You a little Nick, I child abuse you, little Nick. I'm an ill Nick, now shoot you, little Nick. Go somewhere and play, cause the day I lose to you, little Nick, no pain. You have now tuned into One Life Music. Mr. Marvelous, stand up, move back. Mr. Marvel on the track, come through, attacking the crown. I'm the king of NY. Lyrically, my whole style's insane. I've been the best in the game, and I ain't never been heard on the microphone. Smacking whack niggas in the face. You don't really want me to catch a case tonight. With the pistol grip pump, if you really want to jump, fall back, pump your head on the curb. Lame ass niggas, stop saying my name. Lame ass niggas get stuck and bucked. Bitch made niggas get stuck and fucked. You get hit with them buck shots from a 12 gauge Mossberg. I'm on the beat with the heat. I blood coke in the hood like anthrax in the city. Surround niggas like the bandit Diddy. We in the building like bricks. I done seen more stairs in the project building. Now here is J. Cole biting my style, far as biting my beat on the song Wet Dreams. Same tempo, same style, same beat, same sample. Here's Exhibit B. Cold, cold world. Yeah. Let me take y'all back, man. As I do so well. Wantin' nothing like that, man. It wasn't nothing like that first time She was in my math class Long hair, brown skin with the fat ass Sat beside me, used to laugh, had mad jokes The teacher always got mad, so we passed notes It started off so innocent She had a vibe and a nigga started digging it uh, I was a young and straight crushing, trying to play this shit cool But a nigga couldn't wait to get to school Cause when I seen them thighs on her and them hips on her and them lips on her Got me daydreaming, man, what? I'm thinking how she rides on it if she sits on it if she licks on it, make it hard for me to stand up As time goes by, attracts is getting deeper Wet dreaming, thinking that I'm smashing, but I'm sleeping I want it bad, and I ain't never been obsessed before She wrote a notice that you ever had sex before Damn. So now that I made my claim and made my point Jay-Z, you definitely copyright infringed on my rhyme scheme in my verse on my second verse of my song j cole you did a copyright infringement on the same beat as me same style same flow same tempo that's my conclusion what's going on everybody this is your boy money mob i am back with this episode of the money mob story so now as i said you know I'm like going through some transitioning into some different things. I'm in full artist mode. And mind you now, you know, I'm dealing with a lot at the time, emotionally and spiritually, and just dealing with a lot of different things. And I'm still in the streets. I'm still hustling. I'm still grinding because I'm just dealing with so much bullshit of the music industry. People really not feeling the music, not feeling the vibe, not really feeling the energy of the music. And, you know, kind of, you know, both the chicks I was involved with at the time, you know, they were kind of dissing my music too on the down low and all that other type of stuff. And, and then I don't know, then, you know, then I went back and so I got another studio connection with my boy DJ Face Off. And then, you know, I worked on some couple tracks with him and produced a dog, man. And we did the Take It Back record. Now, Take It Back was definitely a dope record. Um, you know, I did one verse. I did the intro, the first verse, and the chorus. Then I came back maybe maybe a month or two later, six weeks later, and did the second verse and did the, you know, outro of the song, which was dope. And then, you know, I went in and into the studio again with DJ Face Off and Dog Man to actually do this song called The Weather Man. You know, um, it was pretty much a, you know, a joint, but a disc record at the time. And then I think we I did an exclusive verse on the Robin Thicke song, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? That nobody never nobody really ever knew about. 
And then from that moment on, that's when the music vibe completely stopped. Being incarcerated for a little bit of time, you know, for, you know, weapons charges and, you know, firearm charges and stuff like that as well. So then I come back out, you know, I work on, I find another studio connect with the little, with the little young homie in the neighborhood, um, T-Money record the joint I bring death to my enemies and then I did in the streets with my homie uh, Monster Mash and my homie Woods did that joint did like two joints and after that I like didn't really do music for a while for, for a good while then you know the internet phase really took into play and then you know I started working on some more music that I never really ever released. You know, then I found another studio connect with the kid, Jimmy Hayes, but now everybody call him Polo Hayes. Definitely recorded some songs with him at his studio over at the, at the music school over there in Central Islip on Suffolk Avenue. And then I did a couple records with my homie Nina Boss, with Polo Hayes engineering No Sessions, and then then I linked up with this Filipino kid from Jersey City and we were going back and forth and sending verses and stuff back and forth to him to him to do some joints and I sent him some beats and he did some things he recorded some songs and then we finally met after two years and we actually you know went into his studio and actually recorded some more music or whatever so i definitely drove out to jersey city now i took the train to jersey city you know and spent the you know spent the night over there or whatever at, at bottle beats house you know gerardo bacabi and then i think i drove back there with my homie you know trm and we started to work on some more music. And then after that, me and Bado stopped working together. He didn't really want to work with me or whatever the issue was at the time. And he would start saying a little funny shit. Oh, another song that I did that I didn't get paid for, so on, so on. I don't know exactly what his deal was, but whatever it was, it just never panned out for us to ever do anything ever again which is perfectly fine and i don't know i think he was going through some personal issues of his own and dealing with his own demons his alcoholic demons and stuff like that so team me and dj face off link back up we haven't seen each other in a good maybe three or four years something like that to that effect and the last time that i did see him you know i was just coming home he was working at the Latin Lounge radio station in Brentwood, New York, around the corner from my house. And then he was over at MixBully.com radio station. And I think I might have pulled up on him in 2014. And then I didn't see him for a couple of years. And then he was over at Strong Island TV doing something. But now I'm back actually involved in the community i was a member of the benevolent and protective order of elks fraternal order i became the first member first african-american member of the ice of elks lodge 2533 and that year 2016 i won elk of the year it's another way of saying man of the year for definitely being a member and putting in a lot of work you know volunteering and just doing charity work and helping out in the community that was a great experience for me so now dj faceoff is at strong island tv i think he was doing a show called new jack city or something and then we finally linked back up doing a community thing he came out to the feed the need thanksgiving dinner handout or something he dj'd a little bit there and that's when we pretty much begin rolling got rolling again that year that thanksgiving and that was almost three years ago and then from there you know i went up to the station i went ahead of myself went up to the station he promoted the flyer on the red rose and company show 
and that was when I, you know, went up to that station to see what was going on, and I was curious about doing my own show there because, you know, I used to do radio. Um, I used to be, you know, I used to do radio at what is this station? WGBB 1240 AM with the Youth Enrichment Service Program. They had, you know, had a little show called Kids on Long Island, and I was one of the co-hosts, you know, on that show as well. You know, it wasn't a temporary, it was a temporary thing. It didn't last very long. But the moral of the story is I felt like, damn, that actually brought me back to my place in radio. So, boom. So, a few months had went by. And now we're rolling into 2017. A few months had went by. And I think it was like maybe March or something. And he said, yeah, man, we looking for a new host, man. Uh, we need a host. So I'm like, oh, what's up? Let me, I'll do it. What's up? Let me know. So a f- couple weeks went by or whatever. I was like, yeah, what's up with that radio thing, man? And he was like, oh, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. So on, so on, and so on, and so forth, and so on, and so forth. So I was like, all right, cool. So, April 2017, Money Marv makes his... Well, I wasn't Money Marv at that time. So now, I make my appearance on Red Rose and Company. And at that time, I I was just going to use my name as Tony Marvelous. I was going to go back to that to that name on the show. But DJ Faceoff said, nah, you're going to be Money Marv, man of a conscious thought. So on, so on, because, you know... My company name is Money Marv Management Media. So he was like, nah, you're going to be Money Marv, man of a conscious thought. So I was like, all right, cool. So DJ Faceoff gave me that moniker, Money Marv, man of a conscious thought. So now I'm just sitting back. All right, cool. No doubt. So I started doing, I started being a co-host on Red Rose and Company. And I, and I, and it took me a little bit of time to catch myself, get into my groove and get into my find. And then, you know, we started bringing some people in and there was a little bit of tension with Red Rose and, you know, my homegirl Smurf and Face Off and huh, it was just a little bit of tension there. And maybe, and you know, and, and she and Red Rose really felt some type of way about whatever, whatever it was. I didn't really know and nor did I really just thought the shit was some petty shit and was some bullshit but so her and Smurf wasn't getting along and I don't think that her and Smurf really was ever gonna get along so you know I kind of had to pull the plug on Smurf being there and then there were like you know money issues coming up where we had to pay for the station thing and face off he you know he would make a reference you know ain't shit for free and all that and i used to be like what the fuck you mean by ain't shit for free nigga if you gotta if we gotta pay for the time slot then just say that you know what i'm saying i really didn't know exactly how that situation went because i hadn't done radio since 99 you know what i'm saying so long story short so now Red Rose goes on vacation. We're doing our thing. We're finally getting into the groove. Me and Smurf are doing really good. Red Rose come back. Everything go left, right? No Smurf. My man Supreme stopped going only because you know he was my he was you know taking some footage with his camera and then you know he was you know his girl I guess was saying oh I don't know why you going there you ain't making no money so on so on and you know how that shit go when people ain't making no money ain't nobody gonna stick the fuck around which is fine I totally understand or whatever so now Red Rose is getting ready to move and ready to get out up to move out of state out of New York and then I started telling face off well what are we gonna do let's change if we're gonna change the name of the show then let it be DJ face off and company and he said I don't want my name on the show so he's like you know but the company has to stay so I said all right fuck it we'll just call it money mob and company kept the same concept kept the same theme we just turned up the pace a little bit and got more into a hip-hop based show a local hip-hop based show and it started to transition and you know LA was saying that 
to me and Smurf that me and Smurf were better than Red Rose as host on the show at the time. And now, I don't know, maybe he was buttering us up and all that type of stuff. I don't know. But anyways, so now Smurf ain't there anymore because I pulled the plug and said I'm firing Smurf because, you know, Smurf just said, oh, I'm going to South Carolina, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. No show. So now it's time to drop pay to dues. So now I come up with the contract, you know, where we all have what's the amount of dues everybody has to pay. We all signed the contract. Boom. Now we done signed the contract. Now we in motion. You know, I started implicating the business aspect with everybody and people were like, contract, what's this about? And what's all that about? Because, you know, I just felt like you have to have contracts and agreements in place with people because people just don't understand so now face off comes in and says all right well we're gonna call the money marvin company me and red rose have dinner we discussed some things and you know and she put me on a few things and put me on to put some game and next thing you know face off gets Brittany marie from omf tv and her boyfriend AP, I call them A visuals, you know, and we start rocking and rolling that August of 2017. Now, mind you, we're rocking and rolling, you know, we're doing this, we're doing, we're on Strong Island TV website at the time, and I'm just like, you know what, fuck this, man. Everybody else show us Facebook Live, so we go Facebook Live. Boy, and it started at 75 views, 135, then it went up to maybe 150 to 200 to 350. Then we got out of the 350 to 425, 450 range. Then we started pushing the 500 mark. Then we slowly crept up to the 600s, to the 700s, and to the 8s, and to the 1000s. And then it just started, it just started to climb. But the problem was we couldn't keep host because, you know, people didn't really want to kick out any money for it because people felt they didn't have creative control. But my thing was, if everybody is chipping in a dollar, we all have creative control to do what we want to do. Just everybody got to pay their part and everybody got to pay their portion. You get what I'm saying? Everybody has to do what they have to do. So went through several different hosts. Brittany left for whatever her personal reason was because she didn't want to pay any more money. Back to L.A., the station owner. Then I brought in my boy Sammy. He didn't work out because him and DJ Faceoff didn't get along. And I didn't really want to lose friendships over, over that shit. So Sammy broke out. Jazzy came on for a brief stint, but she didn't stick around too long. But I think nobody really wanted to stick around because people didn't want to pay the money. And then Face Off brought in my boy Twin from Dow Hour Radio and Irma King, you know, who does community stuff, hairstylist. And then that was that was pretty much the crew for the duration of the time until we ended the show December 30th, 2018. So, <laughs> you know, we definitely had a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of great shows and definitely had some cool guests and a lot of different people. But now I'm starting to understand the business of radio and podcasting because I'm seeing how this works and I'm trying to tell the homie like, yo, listen, bro, we can do this on our own. Let's just build, you know what I'm saying? We got a following. We got a, you know, we got a following. We got, we got something going. Let's capitalize on it. But we weren't going to be able to capitalize on it at that station because the station owner, he wanted, you know, things to be a certain way. And he would do little fuck shit and say little things and stir up a little controversy because he wanted it a certain way and he wanted it this way and all these other shows had content and meanwhile 
we're pulling certain numbers on our own without sponsorships. See, that's the thing. We didn't have any sponsorships, but other shows had sponsorships, and we were still kicking they fucking ass and the motherfucking views and the fucking ratings there. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, and allegedly, you know, the station owner said that we bought views of some old bullshit. Nobody ever bought no views. People love the show. People love the content. People love the authenticity, the authenticness of the show. And they love my candor, the honest candor that I come out with, the shit talking, the intellectual asshole dickhead shit I would do and I told Face Off we could have been the next Thor and Buck Wow, we could have been the next Stretch and Bobbito but you know my brother never really believed in my vision and probably never really seen that where I was going or where I wanted to go which is fine every man to their own every man to his own every man to his own to, to, can walk to the beat of his own drum which is fine by me but at the end of the day i seen the vision to be bigger and to be more but i don't know it was always a lot of different things in the in this music industry that just deterred me from wanting to be in the music industry and wanting to do this on a full-time basis because you know what the support of people and we had to earn people's respect for people to view our show every sunday night at 10 o'clock to 12 to 12 o'clock we had to earn that shit and we had to fight for that shit and fighting for that shit it still wasn't enough because people just was not behind us and we didn't have the right proper team and things like that when you don't have the right team it just doesn't work out and i'm going to take another commercial Mike West Beats commercial music production. Visit MikeWestBeats.com and check out the wide variety of beats in Mike West's collection. Downloads are instant so you don't have to wait. If you have a higher budget for your project, you can also purchase a custom beat from Mike West. Mike West has been delivering professional sound quality for over eight years. He has thousands of loyal customers and sells some of the best beats that money can buy. If you are located in New York, you can even book a recording session with Mike West. Mike West Beats, commercial music production. MikeWestBeats.com What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Money Marv. I am back with the Money Marv story. Um, like I said, overall with this story, I'm just telling my story about my experiences in the music industry and the different things that I had to deal with in the music industry. And now, was any of it good? Yeah, some of it was good for me, and some of it wasn't so good for me as well. And not making it to be a successful rapper, producer, or, you know, or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And I understand the factor of that we all want endearment from our peers, our friends, our families, loved ones, and different things like that when you're trying to do something that you're very passionate about and people not believing in you. And there were numerous times where people just didn't believe in me. And even though now that I'm doing, you know, radio hosting, podcast hosting and stuff like that, I still feel people don't believe in me. You know what I mean? But I didn't for a second there. I didn't want to do music or anything. I didn't even want to do anything with hip hop, period. But I'm doing this now because I just love hip hop and I just love music and I just love, you know, being able to have different conversations with different artists from from all genres of music and different people like that because I've learned that musicians are everywhere everybody are musicians in their own rights in their own ways you know whether you're a drummer guitarist a keyboardist or you're a vocalist or you're a you know beat maker or whatever it is um and people have music in their hearts. So I definitely, you know, understand that passion for music and that passion to be in the entertainment industry. 
but I've learned that the end the entertainment industry is not always what we make it out to be and it's not always what we think it seems and when you're not making any money people do not want to get behind you but if you were making a dollar <laughs> you everybody's your friend it's like winning the fucking lotto so with that being said you know I've always felt people never believed in me and people never really got behind my movement or anything, which is fine. And that's cool. People can, you know, have a right to choose to what they like and don't like. And that's why when they made chocolate ice cream, they made vanilla, they made strawberry. So it's something for everybody. And all I'm going to say, folks, is do not give up your dreams, your goals, your aspirations to appease other people you have to do what you want to do in this world and it don't have to be music related it don't have to be podcasting radio you can want to be a paralegal a lawyer a judge a doctor a politician anything if that's what you feel in your heart that you want to do then you have to go for it no matter what and you do it to the end right it to the wheels fall off because you know what People are always going to be in your way and people are always going to put adversity in front of you, no matter who it is. And I've learned one thing. It's always the people close to you that want to see you fail and don't ever want to see you achieve your goals. And I'm saying this from personal experience, whether it's your homeboys, your, your girlfriends, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, whoever. But you're always going to have people in your way. And not to say that everybody is a hater. Some people just don't like what you're doing. They ain't going to respect what you're doing. But they will respect it when you got the money behind you. And when you got the backing behind you. So on that note, folks, I'm just going to end this off for that. And keep doing what you're doing and go for what you want and go for what you know go for what you believe in and on that note folks i'm gonna leave everybody with this quote of the day quote of the evening quote of the night decrease the apathy increase the consciousness peace and love this was the money marv report peace